Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Rob is a best-selling author, former F-16 fighter pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, world-renowned keynote speaker and corporate trainer who's trained Fortune 500 companies around the world, executive coach, father of four, and the CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Rob Schallenberger. All right. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to our Becoming Your Best listeners, wherever you are in the world today. (laughs) We're excited that you joined us for this podcast, and I think this will be another life changer. We have a special guest with us today, and I'll introduce him here in just a second. As a reminder, if you're not getting the success rhythm emails, I invite you to go to becomingyourbest.com and simply put in your first name and email. These are free. We just want to give you value. So go to becomingyourbest.com, put in your first name and email if you're not already getting the success rhythm emails. So let me introduce our guest today. I'm so excited for who we have with us here. He's a close personal friend. And let me give you a little bit about his bio and then I'll just summarize that uh, with a couple of words of how I would describe Kevin. So Kevin Clayson (laughs) calls himself the Chief Officer of Awesome, and he's one of the founders of the revolutionary multi-million dollar real estate investment and personal development company that he and his partners created almost a decade ago. He's a seasoned, skilled, and nationally acclaimed speaker and MC. He's been all over the United States and throughout North America. He's a highly requested entertainer. He's spoken, entertained, and inspired audiences, like I said, not only throughout the U.S., but really about throughout the world over the last eight years. And what he's done recently is really where I want to focus our attention today, and that is the release of his life-changing book, Flipping the Gratitude Switch. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But really, that's starting to create a buzz throughout the nation and what he calls the Gratifuel movement. So we're excited to have him tell us a little bit more about that. But I know that what he would want me to say is most important to him is that he's a proud husband and father of three. And the way I would summarize all of this is that Kevin has to have uh, probably one of the most energetic dispositions or personalities I've ever met. I mean, this guy is just beaming with energy, and he's so fun to be around. So when he says he's the chief officer of awesome, that's how you feel when you're around Kevin. So Kevin, thank you for being with us today. We're grateful that you're on our show. Oh, Rob, are you kidding me? Thank you, brother. I am so thrilled to be here. And I just want to say a big shout out to you, Rob, what you guys are doing with Becoming Your Best and the community you've created and the kind of information that you're sharing with people and the lives that you're changing is such an inspiration to me. And for your listeners, I don't know how many of them know you personally, Rob, but let me just say to everybody, this guy, Rob Schallenberger, is one of the best individuals you will ever meet. He is filled with integrity and somebody who I love to sit with and learn from because he is wise beyond measure and just an all-around amazing guy. So, Rob, thanks for having me, brother. It is really, truly an honor to be here today. Well, that's nice of you to say, Kevin. Thank you. I'll pay you the 10 bucks later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, we negotiated 15. Oh, that's but, right. 15. Sorry about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say thank you. And it is an amazing community of people, actually. Well, hey, when we get started, you know, it's always helpful that our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about your background. How did you get to where you are? And, and share with them, you know, who is Kevin Clayson? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, first I got to tell you, yes, I do call myself the chief officer of awesome, but I don't know if you know this. I'm going to share this with you, Rob, and then I'll go to the 
to kind of the beginning of Kevin, but I opened an LLC called Awesome International so that I could officially be the chief officer of Awesome. <laughs> so I, you know, I figure why well, might as well make it official, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I grew up in uh, just outside of Oakland, California, um, and uh, lived there my entire life. I uh, until I went. And I served a mission for my church for two years in Germany and uh, returned home in 2000. In fact, yesterday was, uh, was a big day for me. It was 15 years ago yesterday that I set foot back on the United States uh, after being over in Germany, which is just such a pleasure to do that. Moved to Utah in 2001 and, uh, and then attended Brigham Young University and have been in Utah ever since. Uh, started the company with my buddies back in 2007 and uh, just just been around Utah since and great place to raise a family. But, you know, I grew up in a household, Rob, where mom and dad are some of the most amazing people you'll meet. But guess what? They didn't grow up with the principles of entrepreneurship and and really how to be a business owner or if that was even important. And But they had a strong work ethic. And so I learned a lot about what it meant to get up every day and to go to work. But it's been a long journey for me to learn how to really be dedicated to a set of principles that go you know, beyond just hard work in terms of really trying to become successful and really learning that it's about the level of impact you can have on people's lives and the level, level of service you can render, which is a huge piece of, of you know, trying to become successful. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I grew up very much with a victim mentality. I always thought everything affected me. I didn't affect my life. It affected me. And it has been a really long road of tremendous learning for me over the last eight years, going from a typical employee mindset, wanted to work for the for the government, I figured it couldn't be more secure than that, right? And maybe I could one day aspire to, you know, making more than seventy thousand dollars, which which I just thought would be the most amazing income ever. And but I never really, I couldn't set my sights any higher than that um, until my buddies came to me and said, "Kev, we're going to start this company. Do you want to start it with us?" I had no idea what that looked like, but I jumped in. I thought I ought to take a chance, and uh, that began the new phase of my life, which led us here today. Yeah, and when we talk about leading us here today, I, I really like our listeners get a good feel for where we're at today. And you've just launched this whole flipping the switch philosophy. Uh, if I understand correctly, you're releasing your book nationally this week. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Which is exciting. I know you've been working on that for a long time. I have. Yeah. So, you know, there's your background. Now, tell them, if you wouldn't mind, share with our listeners what is the flipping the switch philosophy or tell us about your book and how does this apply to them? How does it apply to us? Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, thank you so much for, for giving me the opportunity to do that. I, I need to take you back and help you understand so a different side of my background. So once we started the company, it was not all puppy dogs, roses, and rainbows. I mean, I really had to struggle with overcoming what I would consider a victim mentality, what I would consider an employee mindset, meaning I was just trying to contribute just enough to not lose my job. Even though I was an owner of the company, I hadn't converted into a real – you know, business owner state of mind. And so I got to a place, Rob, and I think we all get there at some point, but I got to a pretty dark place where I just wasn't happy. And I mean, I had this amazing wife. I had these two children at the time who I loved dearly. I was traveling and speaking 
but I was still finding myself just not experiencing the fullness of, of joy and the fullness of contentment that life has to offer. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I like what I'm doing. I don't know if I want to stick around with this. I'm tired. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know um, if, I'm, if I'm ever going to make as much money as I want. I mean, I, I was just in this really kind of, for me, a pretty dark place. And I had remembered, I'd been at a seminar, uh, there, you and I have a, a friend by the name of James Malinchek, who you've actually interviewed on the podcast, it was a great interview for those of you who haven't listened to it. But James, uh, I went to one of his events and he had a speaker there by the name of Darren Hardy. Are you familiar with Darren Hardy, uh, Darren Hardy's stuff, Rob? I'm not, I'll have to look at that. Yeah, so he's like the, I think he's the editor-in-chief of Success Magazine or something. So he wrote a book called The Compound Effect, wrote another one called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Anyway, he's a great guy. James had him on stage, and he started, this, this guy Darren started to talk about gratitude and how he used it, you know, in his relationship with his wife, and he kept this gratitude journal, and, and that it totally changed their relationship. And uh, so in, in 2010 is when I had kind of got to that place where I was feeling not real great about things, not real great about my future and potential. And I, I started to take inventory in my life and I went, you know, there's really some good things I have in my life, but I can't seem to experience the joy in them. Why is that? And I started looking for solutions and I remembered what Darren had said. And he'd said this thing about gratitude. And, and so I, I went to my journal, I opened my journal and he, he, I wrote down what he said, and he said basically, you know, you should pick a frustration for 21 days and then gratitude journal about whatever that frustration was. And I went, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe this is the answer. I don't know what to do. I seem to be lacking a, a real clear sense of where to go next in my life. Maybe I'll just try to use this gratitude thing. Well, Rob, what happened was life changing. You see, I started the gratitude journal, but it didn't really stick. I couldn't be consistent with it. And I don't know if, uh, if you've ever gone through this, Rob, you, you're probably a much, much better at this than I am. But when I do try to journal and then I, I kind of like stop journaling for a little while, I always go back to my journal like two, three weeks later. And I'm, I like make an apology to the journal. I never understand why I do that. <laughs> always like, I'm so sorry. I haven't written in you. I don't anyway, but <laughs> so I was doing that thing and I was going through this cycle and I, and I wasn't able to, to stick with it. And I started to go, okay, so the gratitude journaling thing isn't working. What else could I do? And I started to think about, you know, could I just try to be, you know, more thankful in the moment? And so I started to try to execute gratitude throughout the day and it was working better. But then I went, you know, what did Darren say that day that impacted me so heavily? And I went back to the journal and I noticed this one word that popped out and the word was frustration. He said, pick a frustration and journal about that. And all of a sudden, the light bulb went on, and I went, wait a second, maybe that's the key. Maybe it's not trying to go into my past and find something I'm thankful for. And maybe it's not just looking around all the good that I have around me and being thankful for that. But what if I could be thankful for the frustrations? And it started this journey that ultimately led to me coming up with this idea that I came to call flipping the gratitude switch. Because it was almost like this internal thing that I would do where as soon as a frustration would show up, I'd go, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm feeling frustrated. Okay, awesome. This is good. This is good. So let me, let me look around. What can I do with this frustration? How can I be thankful for this right now? And as I started to do that, it became a constant, consistent, conscious, daily thing that I did. And Rob, it changed absolutely every facet of my life when I did that. Hmm. You know, that's interesting. I'm, I'm listening to you describe that. And I was just, I just got back from Switzerland last week where we did a seminar for a large company. It was 
a bunch of European leaders. And on the way to Europe, I was reading about employee engagement. And did you know that employee engagement in the United States is sitting at about 32%? Oh, my gosh. Which no. means wow. that 68% of employees are not engaged. They've lost that passion, that fire. And it reminds me of what you were experiencing in 2010. And I asked yeah. myself, you know, how many people are experiencing that out in the world where they just feel like they've gotten into this rut, this routine, and they're just going through life. And what would happen if we could change that? And I think that's kind of what you're getting to with this flipping the switch philosophy is how do we flip that around so that we're not just going through this routine of life, that, that we can find joy, that we can find satisfaction. And not only that, but that we can really achieve our fullest potential and get out there and make a difference, whether it's, you know, as a teacher or whether it's as a parent or whether it's as a CEO, it doesn't matter, but it applies yeah. across the board. You nailed it. See, that's the beauty of this, Rob, I, is it doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you do. This thing, Rob, I've got this personal mission. I want to change the trajectory of 100 million lives, one simple flip of the switch at a time. And, and because I know what this has meant for me. I know what it's meant for my wife and our marriage. I know what it's meant for my kids. Rob, I've got these amazing kids. I've got a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. And can I tell you, we teach them all, even the two-year-old, we're starting to teach him that gratitude is this thing that can be used. I don't even think gratitude is a noun. I talk about this in the book. I, you know, you look it up in the dictionary, it says that gratitude's a noun. It's not in my book, it's a verb. It's something we do, it's something we activate. It's something that becomes an active and conscious thing that we, we do on a regular basis. That's when life begins to shift and begins to change regardless of the life that you have. It could be a more joyful, more fulfilling, happier life. I, I cited this poll or this study in my book that said that only, are you ready for this? It was this poll that said only one in three Americans consider themselves happy. Can you imagine that? Only one in three Americans consider themselves happy. And I don't know if that would change internationally or not, but that is sad to me. I go, are you kidding? And I was actually one of those one of those two thirds that wasn't very happy until I started to flip the gratitude switch. And so, Rob, if you if you don't mind, can I take the audience through what how that process works of what actually is the flip formula and how to flip the gratitude switch? Yes, absolutely. Tell us all about it. Okay, so th this is this is how it goes. Flip the gratitude switch. Flip is actually an acronym. So what I started to do is I started to sit down and go, okay, so I, I'm using gratitude. It's not just a noun. I'm making it a verb. I'm actively choosing to experience gratitude, and I'm doing it during the most frustrating times of the day, those little moments of frustration. And so I went, okay, okay, what is my actual process? And I figured out what my process was, and I realized that I could use FLIP as an acronym for what the process is so that it was a really simple reminder. It's easy for me to teach my kids. It's easy for me to teach other people, and it's easy to remember. So here's F-L-I-P. F is you find the frustration. So here's what this means. As you're going through the day and those frustrating things happen, right? It could be that, uh, you know, a, a rock spits up and, and cracks your windshield. It could be that somebody cuts you off um, on the uh, on the freeway. It could be that, you know, you go to the store and they're out of, you know, the yogurt that you like or the milk that you like or whatever it is. It could be that your kids uh, took a pen and they're like my kids and they're artists and they decide since you have white walls, they ought to draw all over it. It could be <laughs> any of these things, right? It could be stepping. I've got kids again, right? So it could be stepping on a Lego in bare feet, okay? It, it could be any 
of these little tiny things that happen throughout the day. It also works for the big stuff. But the key here is those little tiny frustrations throughout the day. We don't realize that when we give those little tiny frustrations power and when we actually acknowledge them and let them affect us, that it can create a bad day. When you use FLIP and the flip philosophy and the flip formula here, you don't ever have to have a bad day again. So as these frustrations come up, you find that frustration, you isolate that frustration, you acknowledge that it exists, you go, hey, frustration, what's up? You give it a high five and you say, I see you, I know that you're here, this is an opportunity. Once you realize you've got a frustration on your hands, you move to L. L is to look for what's awesome. So let me give you an example of this. So I, uh, I, I, love, to use, uh, I love to use examples that happened recently okay so last night i i uh fly into orlando and uh i i can't find where the shuttle service is that's supposed to take me to the hotel and so i started to get a little frustrated i finally find the shuttle service and then it takes them 15 minutes to come and get me it'd been a long day it was late and so i sensed myself feeling frustrated and, and i went oh my gosh why are they taking so long and i went whoa 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 whoa, whoa kev oh you're feeling frustrated time to flip the gratitude switch so i pause in that moment acknowledge that i'm frustrated and now i start to look for what's awesome so let's talk about what was awesome number one I live in this country that allows me to travel by plane from coast to coast in a couple hours. That's pretty cool. There's not a lot of, there hasn't, the majority of history hasn't allowed for that to happen. Number two, I'm here in Orlando. I love Orlando. I started thinking about all the family memories I have coming here to Disney World. And then I went, wait a second, I'm speaking at this conference tomorrow with some really big names like Seth Godin and Armin Morin and, and these amazing people who, who I've looked up to. And I get to meet them. I went, holy cow, this is great. I started to think of all the good things that were happening in that moment so that even though I was frustrated that I was waiting for the shuttle, I started to think about everything that was awesome about that exact same scenario where I was in that moment. Once you look for what's awesome, you move on to I, which is to initiate gratitude. Because now that you've acknowledged that there's a frustration and you found something awesome embedded in the frustration, now you initiate gratitude. This is where you actively choose to feel gratitude, really, truly feel gratitude for that thing. So now I think of those memories. I think that I'm going to get to meet these speakers. I think that I get to, I live in a world that I can travel in and have a profession where I get to go and hopefully inspire people and be inspired by other people. And, and I, I, I think of those things and then I just activate and choose to feel gratitude for those things and just realize how thankful I am. And then, Rob, what happens is as soon as you activate gratitude, as soon as you initiate gratitude with I, you move on to P. P is to power up with gratifuel. I call it the gratifuel movement because it's a word I made up. So if you go on social media and look up hashtag gratifuel, that's like gratitude fuel, um, you'll see that anything that's out there about gratifuel is this idea of flipping the gratitude switch. Because what happens is when you choose to feel gratitude, your body floods with dopamine. You actually feel amazing. And what it does is it powers you through till that next frustration. And as soon as that next frustration happens, no matter how big or small, you already have a process. You already have a formula to use. You find that frustration, acknowledge it, look for what's awesome embedded in it, experience and initiate gratitude for that thing. And it powers you up again till that next frustration. So that gratifuel is because gratitude can literally fuel life and means when you have it and use it, you literally never have to have a bad day ever again if you choose. Man, what a great philosophy. What a game changer that would be in all of our lives, wouldn't it? And I'm just thinking about who listens to this podcast. I mean, we have some CEOs that I know listen to this podcast who are running 
you know, multi-million dollar organizations with thousands of employees. We have coaches of sports teams, soccer, football. We have parents. And I'm just imagining what the impact would be if we were to all adopt this philosophy. In other words, making lemonade out of lemons. And what impact it would have on our attitudes. What impact it would have on those around us. I love the quote from Maya Angelou. She said, people won't remember what you said or what you did. What they'll remember is how you made them feel. And we are beings of energy. People will feel what we radiate. I mean, we've all walked into a room, right, where you can just sense the negative energy. It's so thick you can cut it with a knife. Well, if we're the leader of an organization, how in the world do we set the bar? Or if we're in a family and we're trying to raise the bar of our family and our children, how in the world do we do that if we're walking around with a bad attitude and we're walking around defeated and frustrated? And this is what you just described is a great way to flip almost any situation onto its head and turn it into something that's positive and exciting. And what I really appreciate about this is that anyone can do it. You know, and it can be done in an instant. Once you learn it, it can be done so quickly. And I really appreciate what you said, Rob. And, you know, we've heard make lemonade out of lemons. But what does that mean? Okay, good. I should take a bad situation and make it into a good one. And we know that, you know, big things will happen in life and you have to try to find the positive. But here's what I found for me personally, what I found for a lot of people is it wasn't so much the big things. That's usually when we say that, right? Turn lemons in. I lost my job. So let me find. Okay, this is an opportunity for me to go find a new job. It's usually the big things we think about, but it's not always the big things that affect our days because there's those little things. I mean, if you, if only one in three Americans consider themselves happy and, and by the way, think about this, Rob, when you not, probably not your listeners, but for all the listeners listening, when you talk to people in your normal day-to-day circles and you ask them how they're going, they go, uh, it's okay. I wish the weather was better or the weather's too hot or the weather's too cold or traffic was bad or gas is too expensive or food is too expensive or my kid's teacher didn't do that thing or this didn't work out that well or my boss seems like he's really coming down on me or as a as an employer oh my employees aren't doing what I need them to we we have all of these little things that come up on a regular basis that for some reason we latch onto without realizing it so flipping the gratitude switch means if you can realize that those tiny little frustrations throughout the day are cropping up and then when you can find them and isolate them and then go through the flip process now Think about it. That little decision with that little frustration, it changes the trajectory of your day. You change enough trajectories of moments, you change a, you change a bunch of days. You change a bunch of days, you change a bunch of weeks. You change a bunch of weeks, you change a bunch of months. Months turn to years. Years turns to lifetimes. And so in a moment of frustration, we can flip the gratitude switch, go through that flip process. And as we do it consistently and daily, it literally changes and shifts the entire trajectory, not just of our day, but ultimately of our life. And it's all around these moments, which I just love. Yeah, I love it. That reminds me of of a saying that says, you sow a thought, you reap an act. Sow an action and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. And it all begins with our thoughts. So well, true. Kevin, we have a few minutes left. Let me ask you one more question about your book. Uh, coming back to that. And I encourage our listeners to go get the book. I believe it's on Amazon. Search for flipping. Is it flipping the switch or flipping the yeah, gratitude so switch? The best thing to do would actually be to go to gratitude. Actually go to gratitudeswitch.com. Okay. And that's probably the best place to get it. Gratitudeswitch.com. Okay, great. And we'll come back to that in just a few minutes. But as we... As we get ready to head into the home stretch here, I'd like you to share maybe something that surprised you from your book. As you're doing all the research and as you're looking into this and as you're writing your book, what was something that you came across that surprised you? And then 
what's a tip? If you could narrow it down to one tip, and you've already done a great job of describing the flip, but one tip, aside from what you've already described, uh, that our listeners could use, what would that be? Yeah, sure. You know, as far as what I think really surprised me about the book, it was how frequently these tiny frustrations that happen throughout the day can shift uh, someone's entire day, which ultimately impacts their life. I did a lot of interviews for the book, and I interviewed a lot of people and asked them how flipping the gratitude switch and gratitude has made a difference in their life. And I realized that all of us, Rob, we are all suffering from one of my favorite quotes uh, is from a gentleman by the name of David A. Bednar. And he talks about sometimes we suffer from the poverty of endless discontentment, but with gratitude, we, we have this richness of contentment that can grow. And I really realized that everybody's struggling with that. And sometimes we don't even realize that. And that was kind of a shocker to me. I, I kind of thought that maybe I was the only one, but really we all have something like this that we, that we, uh, can, can do this work on it and flip the gratitude switch with. And, and as far as a tip from the book, um, what I would, what I would say is th- this is a big one that I found, and this is going to be more for the parents out there. Your kids are capable of understanding this idea of flipping the gratitude switch, and you are capable of utilizing it very simply in your house. It has changed the way we parent our little kids. And I didn't expect that. I set out the book, I set out to write the book to, to really put my experience on paper and to try to help adults. I had no idea that it would shift uh, how we, we uh, parented our kids. And so what I would recommend everybody do is, uh, is, is write down, if, in fact, if you go, if you uh, text the word gratifuel to 33444, I'll send you a, a one-page PDF that outlines the flip philosophy. And, and I would recommend you take that and put it up somewhere so that it can be kind of a constant reminder to you. We also made actual light switch covers in our home that cover our light switches that say flip the gratitude switch. So we put these constant reminders around our home. And Rob, it, our kids as at their age are capable of understanding it. And I got to tell you, the way they interact with each other and the way they interact with us and the way they interact with their teachers and friends has shifted dramatically because of these principles of, of the flip formula and flipping the gratitude switch. You know, it's amazing how much we underestimate youth and children and what they absorb and learn. Uh, we did an event for a group of uh, presidents and their families. And we had a 15-year-old who was coming up with some goals in his personal vision as part of that seminar. And the dad was looking over his shoulder and was about to cut him off and say, oh, you can't do that. But instead, he let him go and he just let him write. And some of the things he came up with, he said, I never would have dreamt my son was capable of doing that. Wow. And how often do we limit ourselves and... I, what you're saying there could just have a huge impact on a family. So let's not underestimate our role as parents and what we can do to influence our children. And the flip philosophy, what a great thing to teach our children is how to look at any situation and make it better. You know, good, better, best. How do we take wherever we are today and make it better? And the flip philosophy does exactly that. Well, Kevin, as we get ready to wrap up, I mean, what a fabulous podcast. I wish we could go for like another hour and a half. (laughs) I know we're having fun. (laughs) I mean, crazy how fast time goes. How could people contact you if they want to get more? I mean, you've given them a couple of things, but specifically, where could they go? What could they do to get more about the flip philosophy, your book, and anything else that you have to offer? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Um, you could always find me at kevinclayson.com, um, and that's C-L-A-Y-S-O-N, kevinclayson.com, and go to gratitudeswitch.com. And that's where you can uh, that's where you can get the book, and uh, we have some really neat offers with that. Uh, I'm, I'm offering the book 
uh, for free. You just take care of shipping and I'll, I'll get the book to you. It's so important to me to get this book in people's hands that that's something that I wanted to do. And then uh, social media is a great way to connect with me. Find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find Flipping the Gratitude Switch on Facebook. Also, you can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, but let's connect on social media. I'd love to know how I can serve you, how I can be of service to you and your organization, how I could benefit you. Please let me do uh, whatever I can. I'd love to connect with your audience, Rob. And again, Rob, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure to be with you and to, to share these things with your audience. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I hope that our listeners got something out of it that could really impact their lives. I know that I did. And I will as I continue to implement this in my personal life, in our business, and with our family. In fact, tonight, I'm going to go home and share this with my children. All right, kids, let's talk about flipping the gratitude switch. That's great. I love it. (laughs) What better place to start? What better laboratory than our own home, right? Uh, So thanks for being on, Kevin. Just fabulous. And I hope that our listeners will take action on this. That it's not one of those things where we sit back and say, well, that's nice. That sounds really good. But let's go out and do. Let's go out and make the world a better place. You know, one of the things that we always remind people of it becoming your best is that one person can make a difference. It's a unilateral decision. We don't have to wait for someone else to start the process. We can start today if we will take action and do. So fabulous, great advice, Kevin. Thanks so much for being on our podcast. To all our listeners out there, we wish you a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. And do remember, please, that one person can make a difference. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating interview is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.